welcome to another episode of Afrolet. I'm so excited because I have a guest that I've been dying to have on the show. LMG. She is a designer. She works in public relations. She, you may have seen her on the African Millennials <laughs> show. <laughs> you know, she does a lot. It's a, t- a few things, a few things, a few things. But I want to give a shout out to Canal Street Radio and Listening Party. This is in partnership with them. So thank you so much for offering this space. And if you're ever in New York City, come visit us at Canal Street Market. So yes, Tsunami, welcome to Afrolit. Ah, thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were having a conversation based on just multiple things. Yeah. But the idea of being a Jill of all trades and a master of none. Mm. And this kind of idea sprouted out of all the creative friends that I have. I feel like this month is based on just creativity and being an African creative and what that means. Yes. And I think that it's important just to highlight that you don't necessarily need to be one thing. Yes. That it's okay if you have multiple passions and multiple interests. But that doesn't necessarily make you an expert which some people say that you can't be good at everything Mm -hmm. and you need to pick one thing so Tsunami I wanted to ask you do you think we live in a time where it is more accepting to be a multi-hyphenate creative and is that sustainable um I I do like I as a multi-hyphenated right. um, creative or person in general, right? Um, I think I think it's becoming mm-hmm. it's becoming acceptable. I would say like I've gotten pushback from people from the older generation because like mm. they, it's almost like you pick one thing, you stick to it, you master it, and that's what you you excel at. And I feel like. Um, Someone like my father, mm. um, who was an intellectual his whole life. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, he studied, like, he was a mathematician. Right. He did computer science. And it was that. But I see him now in his older, like, as an older man, kind of expression expressing other interests Mm. that i wish that i think he wishes that he would have like explored upon when he was younger but Mm -hmm. it was just like i need to i need to excel be great make money and provide like there was no room for um creativity there was no room for anything and i think for me it was that same pressure like oh you need to focus on this and but that was my curse and i also disagree with this notion that oh you're a master of none because like growing up i was good at a lot of things like same if i touched something i had to make a decision like (laughs) do i like keep doing this or because i was good at things like i got into i was before before anything like i was i was always into fashion yeah but there was a point of my life when i rapped I wrote song yes I performed that symphony space when I was in middle school like I was I I was lit (laughs) then after that then after that I was really really into acting and I was great at acting I got into um a theater program I've done like 
indie stuff like i've i'm i i know that i'm multi-talented like i know that yes it's just claim it yeah like and it's just trying to trying to like see what is like am i gonna stick with this because i'm good at it or do Mm. i want to do this and i think that's what a lot of people like kind of lack the range and capacity to kind of um to identify like yeah. you're good at this but do you love it or you're good at this but are you doing it because people are telling you that you can make a lot of money from it or are your parents pressuring you to do it like the things that i'm doing right now are things that i'm good at and i like to do like i can wake right. up every day and do it some of the things i've had to not do because they were they would take too much right you know like i love theater like i would love to be in a movie right now but am i gonna like i i just don't think that as much as i love it and i know that i'm great at it do i want to spend a lot of time like going to like castings and Mm. putting together a reel because if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it you know what i mean so i think that it's important especially at a young age, to go to everything. Go to all the after-school programs. Right. Go paint. Go do poetry. Like, do everything. Get it out there. Test it. Exactly. And then pick and choose the ones that resonate with you. Because even if you do stick with a 9 to 5 or, like, a traditional um, work life, I think that still having stuff that you're good at and that you're passionate passionate for like it still makes you interested and like it's just exciting to like okay you work in nine to five and then you going out going home and like making music right or painting like it adds something so fulfilling to life exactly no you've hit so many important valid points and i think the thing that hit me the most is what you just said about how your dad is now looking back on his life Mm -hmm. and like doing things that give him fulfillment yeah and so i wanted to ask you too do you feel like that also stems from a point of just our culture like culturally you know we're both african like shout out 254 shout out benin yes 229 gang gang right (laughs) so it's so i think that we also forget sometimes like the older generation they were dealing with like colonialism and like just in in overt racism Mm -hmm. so it's really really interesting now to see like the older generation embracing that sense of creativity exactly and it it does have to it does have to do with like the older generation and like colonization and just having this like more of a passion for survival right than passion for passion's sake mm-hmm. um but it's also just the way like society runs like for example back in benin like you can't be you can't be a university student and work at the same time like it's it's not something that's done you just mm. go to school like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 and and here it's like no we we go to school and we work and we do all these other things but i think that it's something that um sometimes like my family members can't really pinpoint like oh so you were doing this while you're in school yes and it's like yeah like you we like we multitask and 
I know that it's possible to be a multi-hyphenated or it's like very accepting because the younger generations, mm-hmm. they're rapping and then they're putting out um, fashion lines and then they're dancing yeah. and like they're doing everything and they're thriving in it. Mm-hmm. So you could be a YouTuber and a high school student and have a brand and do makeup. Like there's right. so many things that we're doing and we have access to even becoming great at it right so yeah back in the day where maybe i had to like go to cosmetology school Mm -hmm. and learn how to do x y and z i can be in school and just watching youtube every chance that i get and perfecting my craft so i feel like there's no excuse and i do think that you can master multiple multiple things it takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline but Mm. i definitely think you can you can master multiple things so I love what you're saying because I think it addresses one thing that doesn't really get pushed across, which is the process yeah. and managing your time. I yes. think the Afrolit fam, like they already know, like I stress time management because that's something I'm even working on. I'm not perfect at, but I want to know from your perspective, the fact that you already do so many things, how do you manage your time? <sighs> And walk me through, like, okay, morning when you wake up, like, your whole routine. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Like, <laughs> because it's, it's I'm, I'm still working on it. I'm yeah. still working on my time management because it still sucks. But Right. Is anyone good at it? I feel like no one feels like they're good at it, yet they're still doing amazing things. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, you try to right. put yourself on a schedule, yeah. and then life happens. Exactly. So, but, yeah, like. I would tell you my ideal, like, if I really, if I... Like, Like, walk me through the best day. The best day. Yeah, the the best best day. day. I wake up, Mm -hmm. you know, I pray. Amen. I would, like, you know, go through my emails or just check check social media, Mm -hmm. um, see what's happening. And then, so, because I do a lot of things, some Mm -hmm. days, like, I just devote to one aspect so mm-hmm. maybe one day i'm just sewing all day mm. i'm sewing all day so that means i'm watching something in the background or i'm listening to something in the background but if it's a day where i'm like doing multiple things during the day so maybe i'll like wake up check some emails um do some research about something maybe send out some emails then i might have to go to the garment district and mm. buy fabric pick mm-hmm. up fabric or have a consultation because i'm a designer and i do a lot of customs so i have people that come in get measurements mm-hmm. i sketch with design so that takes about maybe like an hour per person mm-hmm. um and then so, so already you're at like two o'clock two o'clock <laughs> two o'clock <laughs> do you and hear I, how much has been done and i probably haven't even eaten yet I probably, like I consider coffee food at this point in my life. I consider coffee food. It's not good. It's not good. But yeah. Um so I'm also a creative, so then I sometimes I get into a rabbit hole. Mm. And the the rabbit hole even though it's like it takes up time, I think it's needed. Mm. So whether I'm like on Instagram and then I'm just scrolling through pages or I'm on Pinterest and I'm just right. scrolling through pages or I'm reading. Or I, I need to draw some source of inspiration into like what I'm doing, getting mm-hmm. something out of something. I could be even watching a show or a movie. Like yeah. I need to drown myself into some rabbit hole of inspiration. 
Um, so then I'll, I'll probably have to get on some phone calls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but I started like a, a media relations and PR company, mm-hmm. which is Equus a part of. Um, so sometimes get it on phone calls and figuring out what's next. What are these next steps? It's still, I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like a lot of all of us. It's a lot of like back end figuring things out. Yeah. Um, scheduling fashion shows. It's spring season. So I have a lot of like college shows going on. So I have to be sending like contracts back and figuring like, Working back and forth with logistics. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. And is this something, so now let's say we're at like 8 o'clock. Like how do you wind down? Because I do think that we need to also address the mental capacity sometimes and actually the mental toll mm. that it takes to be this multi-hyphenate person. So how do you also then, from doing all of these things that you've just walked us through, then decide, okay, now it's time to wind down and prepare for the next day. Wind down. Um, <laughs> does that even With wind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes that's it. Sometimes, like, I eat, mm. maybe I drink a glass of wine and just, like, calm down. Um, sometimes I go to the gym mm-hmm. in the evening, mm-hmm. just come home, shower, and knock out. Um, and sometimes, like, I don't wind down like i i crash Mm. so there are times where i'm just working till maybe four or five o'clock in the morning yeah and then i'm just like okay now i need to go to sleep so it depends like i have my calm days and then i have my like really really stressful days yeah so what would you say then to someone who is like you know, they see your lifestyle and they love it. And, like, they're trying to think about what they could possibly make as, like, their passion, their career. You know, what would you tell them to, like, first off the bat to think about? Um, I would think about what gives you purpose mm-hmm. in life. And Oh, that's deep. Okay. Yeah, like, what can you wake up every day doing? Okay. And um, I think it's important to think about that, even though, like, you want to be a multi-hyphenated, like, individual and have, like, a lot of skill sets that you do. But then sometimes, like, that multi-hyphenated part is what gives you more purpose. Mm. So, like, for example, I um, recently, for Women's History Month, I went to this event. It was a Tula event. Um, and then the CEO of Tula, she was telling us about, like, she's a doctor, um, she does media, and then she also owns a skincare line. Right. So, um, I asked her, like, I asked her legit, like, the same question, like, being that you're in these three different industries and you're, you're doing it, you know what right. I mean? Does it make, does it hurt you in one way? Does it make, are you less, are you, like, a worse doctor right. because you have a skincare like you know <laughs> like what people would assume you know that like oh i'm not going to her because she has her line and right. she's doing this and writing a script i she doesn't mm-hmm. have time to check me and i get it a lot because people are like oh you do so much and i'm like yeah but so when i asked her the question she was like she's a better doctor because she can take a break and go to a business meeting wow. she's a better entrepreneur because she like 
all these things make her better at the other things. Right. And I think that's something that helps me. Like, I'm a better designer because I can understand, like, the business side of things or a stylist standpoint. Like, I design better because I know that women have pouches. Mm. So I need to... I need to hide the pou- <laughs> you know what I mean like I I understand that yeah because I understand like more of a technical standpoint like yes. it makes me a better person in my other um other careers right. I can I can market better to I can come up with creative campaigns because I understand people like I'm I get very intimate with people when yes. it comes to designing something like if I'm designing your wedding dress or your prom dress mm. I'm in charge of that day of your life if I mess up your dress I mess up your prom I right. mess up your wedding so and because I understand that it help it carries on to the other aspects where I'm like, okay, we could come up with this campaign and we need to focus on this mm, or mm-hmm. like let's really, you know, highlight this aspect of it. I think, you know, and mm-hmm. it all gives me purpose and it's all in the creative aspect. Right. So I'm always creating. No matter what I do, I'm always creating. I love that because I think at the same time, because you know that you're always creating, you know that like you're always getting that constant inspiration from like various other points in your Mm -hmm. life and so how do you then navigate like when one asks more of your time than the other so like you maybe have a deadline to make that wedding dress but then also have to hop on a call for shout out prompt pr yes you know how do you navigate and like kind of make those tough decisions what moves you so i definitely have priorities Mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, like, for example, the reason why I stress so much on having a team for prompt, for example, is because I knew that, like, Mm -hmm. being a designer is so much more like with with prompt than the other things is a lot more of intellectual property. Like, but being a designer is so hands on. Like, I have to touch the fabric. I have to sew. Like, so Mm -hmm. that takes up a lot of time. And it it uh, it acts of me to be at a specific place like i have to be at my machine or i have to be (laughs) like you know what i mean but everything else i can do anywhere i can do anytime so sometimes i try to do both like sometimes when i'm on a call with you guys i'm sewing i just have my phone there (laughs) i'm mute in the machine so like i'm doing both at the same time and it's like it's a beautiful thing to watch yes sometimes people are looking at me like yo what (laughs) i'm like what is wrong with you and i'm like like, but i'm so happy like (laughs) i'm i'm my happiest yeah um and it does come with stress though Mm, it comes with a lot of stress how do you then navigate when it's not the best day? Because you explained everything that you're doing when it's your best day. And, like, yeah. you know, everything is popping. You're smiling as you hop from meeting to assignment mm-hmm. to job and stuff. But what happens when, you know, maybe the client for the dress hates it and, mm-hmm. like, you have to do a lot of alterations and then maybe we didn't, you know, close. You didn't close the deal that you were thinking. And, like, you know, something happens with, I don't know. Like, how do you navigate... Those, who do you do you punch someone in the face like how no, does it <laughs> it's real no though all yes. these things that you're saying are so so real um and i think sometimes like it's important as crazy I'm, as it may sound sometimes it's important to just drop mm. everything whether it's for a couple of hours or for a couple of days like yeah sometimes you have to just remove yourself from 
from everything and take a break mm-hmm. like that's why sometimes when people are like oh i need a vacation like i understand because yes you're consumed by all these things 24 7 and it's not that you hate it or it's like bad but sometimes you need a break right once you recharge you're coming at things better mm-hmm. um there's been situations where i've had clients where i was just like oh my god <laughs> i can't wait till this is over <laughs> 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 um but you deal with it and i had to like so i one of my friends helps me like in terms of like answering emails and things like that mm-hmm. and she's she's a little bit more like cut cutthroat than i am yeah and sometimes you need that balance but i have to tell her a lot like i it, it, unfortunately i'm in a service world you know in terms of fashion like i'm in a service world so whether whether or not i'm right or wrong i have to approach situations a certain way completely and you put your pride to the side and you deal with things in a manner where like at the end of the day this is your brand Mm. this is your business this is this is what you represent this entity and when somebody walks away from that entity feeling Mm. like they've been fought like feeling like they've been wronged or something like that it's your responsibility responsibility to fix it and sometimes you feel like i didn't do anything wrong but no it's your responsibility to fix it so i've yeah sometimes you just gotta apologize right you know you you try to make it work sometimes you have to if you're late on something sometimes you have to take it out and take that garment to them right or like it's you have to take l's yeah and and it's something that i've learned and it's something that i've accepted and um and sometimes things go amazingly and sometimes you just have to be like damn I really and you learn from it. That's one thing that you like that I love about entrepreneurship or creativity. You learn from everything. Mm, mm -hmm. Like everything is a lesson. Whether it's something that went terribly great or terribly terribly bad, you learn from everything. Completely. It's so true. Everything that you're saying is so true. I think that as you even clearly mentioned like as long as you're learning how to accept just all of the things that come with it whether it's the good days and like even learning from that and being like okay this could be the process that i continuously do yes or even taking the losses and like okay mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do that again or i'm not gonna pile on all these different projects i want to know do you think it's a cultural thing now doing several things because i've met and i'm trying to meet so many other African men, women, young girls, boys who are doing, like you said, so many different things within their time of being in school or being, a, you know, I don't know, taxi driver, but they got like an amazing chefing business or catering business, excuse me. So how do you feel like it's becoming a cultural norm? Um, yeah, like it's starting to. Um, I think that people are still mm-hmm. shying away from it. Like, I know a lot of people that just rather the security of mm. that job. And right. that's what they Finance. focus. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they focus on. Yeah. And that's what they do. And that's yeah. what brings them joy. And like, not everybody is cut out to be 
a multi-hyphenated like entrepreneur or creative like let's talk about that it's not for everybody <laughs> because i do feel like there is a sense of quality that gets lost because i'll paint you a scenario of there is there was a you know multi-hyphenate um photographer that i knew and you know they were really like they were cool and mm-hmm. i think that you know they had the potential to really take their business to the next level but he didn't want to invest in any of his equipment so he would or they would then show up and like be using iphone to take their photos and it's like dude i mean i can't even front like i i even though i love iphone let's I'm not telling steve you. jobs you did it you have done it we will use it for all I, of our stories and posts and everything i am a self-proclaimed iphone photographer like and um there is this photographer based in africa that is an iphone photographer yes like, prince jesse yes. i think that's his name from ghana yeah yes. shout out to him no i saw that story and on I bbc s- oh my god i was like yo this and like you're getting commissioned so by mm-hmm. Apple. So mm-hmm. listen, multi, do yeah. it, do it. But um, I, I get it to a certain extent because like one of the most stressful parts about this creative world or just doing so many things is the financial aspect of it. Talk like about if it. If you're not, if you're not, the days where like your account is not looking as great or the days when um, you feel like you're doing so much. And then you look at, like, the money, your compensation. You're like, I don't see where all this work is going. Like, I'm just working for nothing. And I think that, and it happens to me. I think that that's one of the greatest stresses that comes with being an entrepreneur. And that's why I can, I can commend, like, I can see where certain people are just like, you know what? Let me just get the job. Mm -hmm. And I know my check is coming in regularly i'm not stressed i could go on vacation i can go shopping i could do whatever i want and kudos to that person but i just feel like i have too much to give to to hide like i don't want to say hide behind a desk but i have too much to give and i need to get it out I love what you're saying because I have said that so many times, but Tsunami, it's so true because I think that people forget that when you have a talent or when you have something that it's kind of a burden, yes. you know, it's, it's heavy. You carry it with you as you're walking around, you know, and I think the more people recognize that it is something that you're sharing, mm-hmm. it's not something that you're supposed to possess exactly. and just like, oh, it's going to make me rich. Like that should be a byproduct. Yeah. You know, and I don't think enough creatives understand that. Yeah. So but that, it's real. Yeah. Like the, the, the financial aspect mm-hmm. of it is so real because you want to be the best photographer, but the camera lenses are expensive and the editing software. And it's right. a lot. It's a lot of of um investments that you have to make and yeah if you don't have if you don't have it it's between investing in the camera and like right. rent or <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like yes. so it's it's a hard it's a hard thing and then sometimes when you're starting out you can't charge as much because people don't believe in you yet and it's it's a there's a lot that comes with it and i feel right. like if i wish like i was some sort of politician that would like give creative some sort of grant so that they can at least like you know like because being a creative takes a lot and 
a lot I, I know that there i feel like there are a lot of talented people that are not exploring their talents because of financial reasons yes and if it was a grant some sort of cushion that like here work on your craft mm. and you know once the money starts trickling and you but at least you'll be good so that's something that um it's definitely it's definitely crazy mm-hmm. um and as like you the, the initial question about being a cultural thing is mm. like our parents don't want us to suffer exactly so you go to school you become a lawyer you could become a doctor right. you become all these things so that you're financially stable and i get it mm-hmm. i get it do you think though that stability can come from being a multi-hyphenate of course stability can come stability Mm. comes like i've seen it work for people Mm -hmm. um uh yeah it's definitely possible like once you start off and you invest in yourself Mm -hmm. you take the l's you take the w's you learn from them and then you learn how to build a business around it I think that Let's that's another that. <laughs> that's <laughs> another part of it. Yes. Like I spoke about like passion, the passion for it, the right. the needing for the art to get out and the needing but at the end of the day I I'm a human being. Like I need food and shelter mm-hmm. and clothes. Right. So And also a life maybe. And a know? life. Talk to Bay a little bit. Why not? You know? <laughs> so all of that comes with money. Like, you need yes. money and building a business behind your talent, behind your brand, behind your gift, behind your service mm-hmm. is important. And I think that, you know, other, like, outsiders also need to understand that, like, you have to compensate artists and creatives for their work because it's intellectual properly, property, mm-hmm. but it's still very valuable. It really is. And I think that, do you think that something that, that is gets undermined sometimes because they see you doing many things that they want to maybe negotiate a rate because it's like oh but you do you know xyz so why don't we just you know here's here's some little to thank you <laughs> hands you an envelope thank you <sighs> how do you fight that or you know really showcase like as you said investing in yourself mm-hmm. um it's hard but I feel like I've gotten to a place where, like, mm-hmm. I don't deal with that as much anymore. Good. But it's been a journey where you... I mean, sometimes I still, like... But before, it used to be, like, they would try to, like, negotiate with you or try to, like, um, bring it down. I feel like now, if I name a price and the person can't afford it. It's just like, okay, thank you. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's thank not a, you. oh, next. <laughs> yeah. Like some people will be, some people are so disrespectful. Like it'll be like, oh, they'll say you, let's say you say something is 200. They'll tell yes. you they have like, oh, I have a hundred. Mm-hmm. What does that do for me? It doesn't do it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, but no. Um, but it, yeah, it comes with time. And I think it comes with like them seeing you places or like them, seeing you your work mm-hmm. more yeah it's like all right she's gonna be expensive or like okay I, okay i get it i get it i get it yeah so how do you then you know for the girl who doesn't necessarily like you know sh- now she understands okay i like my passion i found my passion i know what i want to do and like add to my resume 
how would you then suggest building that business model behind it like do you think that they should try it out first and like see what other people are like asking to be paid or like expecting to pay or should they build it off of that knowledge or should they like you know besides doing the research online because we all have the beauty of the internet Mm -hmm. how would you then suggest they really build a business model that fits with what they do um there's a couple of ways to do it um I think one way would be to either like shadow someone that's doing it or I like that pick their brains and see because the internet is like the internet is there you can like read but there's nothing like speaking to someone who does it or has experience firsthand right and seeing how it goes because um I think it just helps seeing it happen um so that's one I also feel like if you if you are thinking about doing something creative and you're like contemplating between oh should I leave my job I think you should stay and do bags don't quit your job yet <laughs> stop with all these I'm quitting my job situations like don't do it yet quit your job you know invest in yourself because usually those those two phrases go hand in hand now in the 2019 we're living in invest in yourself leave it do what you love invest on in yourself on the weekends instead (laughs) of going to the day party stay home and work on your craft instead of going to happy hour after work go straight home and work on your craft like you save money you're still working you're building up your capital because that's something that you need you need capital so like you need capital so stop like sometimes it's okay to not go on that vacation that 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 girl's trip right sometimes it's okay to not go to the party sometimes it's okay to not buy that new outfit for that event like Sometimes you have to take these L's in order to build your brand because trust me, that one weekend is not gonna, that one weekend not going out is not gonna have that much effect on your life as opposed to like what you can learn or what you can produce that one weekend that you're sitting home. So it's a lot of L's that you should take like that are less harmful than just quitting your job and like, you know doing this whole ramen noodles thing right you you work after work you go straight home you work on your craft you weekends you work on your craft lunch break you work on your craft like you find those little moments in time like it's stressful you're busy but you're still you're maintaining and it's sustainable Mm -hmm. it's sustainable because once you quit and you're not moving as fast as possible or the time frame that you gave yourself is not like playing out the way you f- you thought it would be right at least you have a cushion so i'm not saying stay at the job forever mm-hmm. you know what i mean but know when it's time to quit don't quit just because like oh my god you're so good at this <laughs> no i'm sorry like and that's another thing just because one person tell you you're good at something doesn't mean you should just stop everything and Let's do it. Talk like, about oh my God. That. Let's talk about that because <laughs> I do feel like there is a level of, you know, my mom said I could sing, so I'm going to sing. And it's like, yes, you should. But at the same time, maybe it's just at the coffee shop on Sundays. Right. You know, I'm I wouldn't knock anybody's like dreams. Like if you want to sing, you should go ahead. Like, you know what I mean? But 
know when be self-aware enough to know that okay i like doing this Mm -hmm. i'm not the best at it okay um well this is not this is more of a hobby okay than something i can make a career how do you decipher that though because i do think that we live in an instagram era you know and it's very difficult now to really just understand even what is necessarily my hobby Mm. versus what is necessarily my you know lively yeah my talent and my livelihood Mm. you know and like now we're we're living in a time where things become a lot more blended yeah than they were before i agree so how how would you decipher i think it's a i think it's a personal journey Mm. or because like i to be honest like i could make a joke song today and it be and i know it's a joke but it could go viral mm-hmm. and <laughs> now i'm stu- and now i'm stuck as a rapper or uh, as a musician right i think some people are accidentally what they are <laughs> no seriously <laughs> i think that some people are accidentally whatever like some people are accidental instagram models they just started taking pictures and then like (laughs) they got the 30k exactly so and i have a friend that is like um she's an influencer and like it's not her passion it's just something that she ended up excelling in Mm. like or it it ended up just happening for her Mm -hmm. and it's not her passion but it's like damn like this i'm stuck you know right right so it's it's one of those things where you just need to like like i said you don't have to if if it's something that's working for you yeah bro get the check i'm not gonna stop anybody from getting a check but have a have a exit plan okay on something that's more of your passion or more of like who you want to be or what you want to be um or sometimes it's all right to be like, oh, it was the one hit. I was just having fun. <laughs> You're not going to get an, an album out of me. Right. It was just that. And it takes it takes some sort of like discipline to understand that. Like this is just something I did for fun and it happened to go. And there's some people that like I feel like today we just want to capitalize off of any sort of fame or any sort of completely virality and just, oh, now I got to make five more hits like this and they're all trash because the first one was just <laughs> you know it was it that was, was the one it was, was organic one. it was organic it was fun and now you're trying to like hustle and figure mm-hmm. out words to put together like that's not you you're not a rapper you're not a musician mm-hmm. but you found yourself here exactly you bring up a good point which is consistency mm-hmm. how do you stay consistent with everything that you're doing Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> she gave me that auntie huh? uh-huh consistency uh-huh mm. that one is difficult uh-huh that one is difficult um like you said because it is a game of now i think we do live in a time where yes you have to produce but it's also quality mm-hmm. like i would rather and even with let's talk about iphone mm-hmm. i'd rather wait five years for them to make the phone float and do amazing things than to produce a phone every single year i'm telling you i still have my iphone 7 shout and out people still ask me to take pictures on my phone because exactly i just know how to work what i i know how to use what i got and in terms of consistency like i obviously like i I know the 
I guess back end aspects of it in terms of working and like media, mm-hmm. Com- mm-hmm. like um, social media, PR and all of that stuff. But me personally, like I don't, I don't necessarily follow it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one of those. Oh, I'm gonna post every day type of things. Like I. I post when it moves me. Mm-hmm. I post when I'm inspired and I feel like I want to. Because at the end of the day, whether I post or not, I'm still getting gigs. I'm still getting booked. So I think that's more important that's than that's more important than the world seeing that, oh, okay, so she's still getting like I think the social media aspect of it is just the is my receipt of mm. still being relevant. When in real life, I'm still relevant. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, and I'm even speaking towards consistency of like, you know, whether it's like you said, having your collection, you know, making sure that you're you're staying on top of like your talk show mm-hmm. with Nina TV. Like, how do you make sure that you're maintaining all of those things, or whether it's even proposing new ideas? Like, how do you maintain that level of consistency? Um, just discipline. I think mm. having discipline and again it's it's not always being able to go out um i don't really go out as much as i used to yeah um it's just being able to know like okay this is what i need to do yeah this is what i want to do okay this is what i'm gonna do <laughs> you know so what i mean what, Those I need are, to yeah. do, what i'm gonna do and what i what i want to to do do. what i need to do and what i'm gonna do boom so those three things are definitely important to differentiate Mm -hmm. and what you're going to do needs to have more of your needs than your wants wow so you don't have to do like sometimes it's not gonna have everything Mm -hmm. but if you're what i'm gonna do has a lot of your wants and a little bit of your needs you're not gonna succeed Mm, wow yeah you gotta mix it up you have to wow no i like i love that fam we're adopting that thank you (laughs) (laughs) tsunami quotes (laughs) wow yeah no you really you have to think about these things yeah before you step into something that because i think too sometimes we forget that even if you know that this is going to make you a lot of money, you may start to resent it, you know? So how do you make sure that you don't necessarily stop, like start hating the, all the things that you're doing, you know, when it gets stressful? Because I know I've mm. experienced moments where it's like, <sighs> yeah, throw in the towel. Yeah. It's enough. Um, I can say for, for, for example, like, uh, all the things that I'm doing are things that I w- am willing to do for free. There we go. Like, I would do it for free. If I had no rent or, like, not even, like, if, mm. if it's something I believe in enough, I'm willing to do it for free. I'm doing it for money because I can. I like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. if, if it's something, if you're doing something that you wouldn't be willing to do for free, besides work, don't do it. I like that's such a good perspective to have. Everything that you've stated has such a unique perspective to it because I think that we live 
you know, as African women, as just people living in New York City, you know, there's always this like, okay, gotta go get it, gotta get it done. Da, da, yeah. da. You would never hear someone say like, oh yeah, you know, I love this so much, I would do it for free. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a very good question. Yeah. To kind of when you start to feel like, oh, is this really? Do I like it? Uh, if you can't you do, do it, it for, for free, free, like this, and I do, like I make stuff for people for free. I um, give people like ideas or do PR for free. It's mm-hmm. something that I really, really love to do. The fact that I'm making a business out of it is because that I feel so passionately about it, yeah. and I've invested so much time into perfecting it mm-hmm. that i deserve to get paid for it mm-hmm. like now i, I deserve agree. i would do it for free but i deserve to get paid for it exactly. and i think that you know i feel i w- i want more people to kind of get into that mindset of just because you bought the machine and bought the fabric or bought everything doesn't mean you deserve the compensation yet when I started, like, I was doing shows for free. I was styling people for free. I was letting people wear stuff for free because I felt passionately about it. And I wanted people to see my work. And I feel like I paid my dues. Um, exactly. Some people come out the jump and they're like, I, I want 500 for it. And, <laughs> hey, some it works, it for, works some. for some people. Yeah. It definitely does. But sometimes you have to. I don't think you, you'll... If you come out the jump with it being a money thing, it's not going to last. I like that. I like that. Because it's always just been a money thing. It's always been a money thing. Or it may work out, but I don't know. Like we've said, will it be sustainable? Mm -hmm. You know, does it fulfill your needs? Well, it's fulfilling your needs, but not your wants, your soul, you know? Because I think a lot of people forget that creativity is tied into your soul, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a soul passionate thing, you know? And like if your love is not in it, if your heart's not in it, you're not going to wake up at... 6 a.m. to do it you no. know before work or stay up till 1 a.m. No. doing it so again you know it comes down to needing what you want knowing what you want having what you want wow am i gonna get this right you gotta say it you just gotta say it you just gotta say it it's no right. what you need to do what you want to do and what you're gonna do boom what would you tell Tsunami at, like, 11 years old if you could get wow. a flash? I ask all my guests this question. If you could get a flash from the future and you go visit 11-year-old Tsunami, what would you tell her? I would tell her not to be scared. Um, I think a lot of where I feel like I've failed were times that I was scared mm. of like, you know, jumping into something or really focusing on something. Mm-hmm. I think I was just scared. I think I was just like playing around. I'm like, I know I'm good at this or mm-hmm. I know I could do this, but this is not what's going to be sustainable. I need to just mm-hmm. focus on like um, being practical. Right. And I feel like if I would have, you know, taken the risks back then, Mm-hmm. Um, I would be way more ahead in my like creative endeavors. Mm. Um, but I also think that it 
it has helped me become who I am or look at things completely. Differently. Yeah, but I would just say, don't be scared. Don't be Try scared. everything. Try everything. Like at least once. Well, not everything, but you know. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> try oh, what you try, try what it. you Why not? try what you feel passionate. If you feel passionate about it, try yeah. it, and then see. At least you can say that you tried it, you failed, or exactly. you succeeded, and. Maybe she could be rapping right now. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was so... It was ridiculous. Like, when I think back on it, I'm like, yo, I had to perform that symphony space (laughs) in middle school. Thank God we don't have YouTube. See, that's where I feel like sometimes the brunt of being young and having all these tools available to you so young is that now it can be used against you Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, you know, if you're 11 and you're just trying to rap... And you you don't know what you're doing, but you're just having fun. Now someone records on their phone and they're like, ha ha. Yep. Remember this? Right. Oh Pull God. it up. And it's like, oh, gosh. But, I, but I, I'm grateful for it because the reason why I feel like the reason why I didn't continue with like music mm. is because I, I kind of underestimated the work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And then... One thing that people don't understand, like, recording is hard. <laughs> like, you could freestyle all you want and, you know. Yeah. But once you have to do it to the beat and jump in, I was terrified. I was like, oh, no, nah, I can't do this. This is too much for <laughs> oh, me. Like, no. I think that's where I was just like, nah, I'm not that passionate about this. Because, <laughs> like, I will write. I can write, you know. Yes. I can write and all that's great. Yes. But that being the limelight wasn't for me like mm. and i was okay with that yeah like being in the studio recording like it would be hard for me to like start at the right time yeah and i'm sure i would have gotten it with time yeah but i don't think i was that hungry for it mm. um no. i think the beauty is that you're like life has allowed you to plant so many seeds yes and like i think a lot of us need to remember that you know there's the planting time Mm -hmm. then there's the growing time Mm because things don't grow overnight and then there's the harvest time yeah you know and so just remembering like that three-step process yes that's so true so yes thank you so much tsunami this has been another episode of afrolit hosted at canal street market thanks again to canal street market and listening party make sure to follow them on instagram and you can find afrolit where podcasts are all available including spotify so is lit stay tuned for the next episode see you soon or hear me soon bye bye guys